Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure Parenting Edition. I'm Dory. Matt. Welcome, everyone. Father's Day. What a day. How was your Father's Day, honey? Well, you know, it was very sweet this morning. My child was brought to me by Dory. I had already gone out to the living room because um, Henry decided to be a real dick face this morning at 7 o'clock. So screaming his head off, I was like, I better go get some caffeine before I have to be alert. Uh, Nagging cold has been nagging. Since probably Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, took some day quill. Henry took a nap. Henry took a nap. And then he woke up and I brought him out to that. Yep, yep, yep. What was was, he carrying? uh, So many presents, guys. Let's talk. Cards. Adorable cards. One from Spider-Man himself. My son. Yes. 
Uh, but it said spider sense. And I was like, why wouldn't it say spidey sense? Dory said the same thing. And it was an official Marvel card. I was like, someone missed the boat here. (laughs) Um, Then... There was also a, that a that Bo card was me, from Bo. Bo that Bo got me that card. Henry got you. Henry got a me very the, sweet the duct elephant tape card. No, the no, elephant card. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but all three of them had very similar handwriting, so it was hard to tell <laughs> who's who wrote which. Bo wrote them all. Um, and then the uh, the duct tape. The, there's like duct tape, and it said, "Hey, hey, buddy." It said, "Mr. Fix It." On Mr. The front. Fix It. <laughs> Guess what? You could take the day off. The stuff will still not be working tomorrow. I was like, oh, that's nice. It's a nice sentiment. Got the greatest socks of all time. There are pictures. There's Henry and, and Bo are on the socks. I'm wearing them right now. They're high socks and I'm wearing them with shorts. And they say number one dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Um, and a very nice picture from our photographer of uh, the picture the photographer took. I don't think she sent it. No, she didn't. Uh, of me and Henry. A framed photo. Yes. Matted also. Mm-hmm. I know you like mats. I do. You know, I generally deal in uh, movie posters, so it makes matting a little ridiculous because mm. they'd be like enormous. Um, but then, because of the bed delivery, guys, this is happening on Tuesday, our sleep number bed that we paid for. Also, this episode was partially brought to you by Sleep Number. But we paid retail. But we literally, <laughs> and then we were like, they advertise it. We should have asked for a discount. Well, too late, Matt and Dory. Ha- enjoy your excellent bed adventure, which we're doing. We're going to be doing that on Tuesday. But I needed to get some things done. Bought a TV mount about eight months ago. I don't know how long. It was before Henry was uh, uh, walking around. <laughs> Well, I guess everything's before Henry. Before he was out of my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was breathing air, back when he was Aquaman. Um, so I then I then took and to move a dresser and mount a television, and I did it by myself. And it is it was no small TV, my friends. It was a TV I reviewed back on Attack of the Show. We've had it since two thousand and. God, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. Big ass Sony. And I put it up on the wall myself, everyone. You were Mr. Fix-It today. And it was excruciatingly heavy. So sweaty I was. I went, I used all three of my drills. Plus the impact drill attachment for the Black & Decker, which was the only way I was getting those bolts in to the studs after I drilled the holes. Then I discovered that I mounted it a little high, so I I couldn't lift it by myself. So I had to get up. It was just too high. So I had to get up. I got up on the dresser and lifted it up, standing on the dresser. It was really quite an exhausting adventure. Um, but the TV's there. It sure is. And then I, when I, once I put the TV up there, I was like, wait, why did we do this? Now I'm going to ask Dory, wait, why did we do this? We were, we were originally doing it because we were going to move the bed. Yeah. And we decided we weren't going to move the bed. Right. Now we're doing it, I think, so we have a little flexibility with the dresser. 
Oh, dresser flexibility. Okay. And also we can use the surface of the dresser. As what? A catch-all? For a catch-all. I don't like catch-alls. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to use it as a catch-all. Seems to be a catch-all already. Mm. A lot of stuff that was in and around there. Anyway, so the card lied. I didn't have a day off of fixing things. I have to disassemble our Ikea bed. But you're such a master assembler of Ikea furniture. <coughs> I have no doubt that yeah. you will also be a master disassembler. It shouldn't be a problem. But now given the delivery window of two to five. You'll have Tuesday morning. I might morning. just do it in the morning. And Bo will be gone. Yes. So I'll have to take Bo, come back, do that. Yeah. So look, quite a first Father's Day. <laughs> Very little of the time actually spent with my son. Mostly because he can't lift a television. He's useless. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, really, just uh, what a day. Socks look great. Now I'm podcasting. <laughs> what a day to relax, Matt. Happy Father's Day, everyone. And to all you potential fathers out there going through science, let me just tell you that when it finally happens for you, your Sunday will be the same. Okay. You said you didn't want to do anything for Father's Day. Yeah, 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 I didn't want to do more things for Father's Day. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize how uh, tiring that would be. Mm. I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm, uh, I'm exhausted. I can't move. But uh, you know, it was like there was no help around. Not I, that Dory would. I, I offered to help. Yes, I wouldn't, but I don't want you to because it was very heavy. And your your body's still, um, uh, you know, you're at the uh, timetable of maybe you can walk, Bo, mm -hmm. which you did today. Mm -hmm. So I figured, why, 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 why waste your precious strength with the television being put up on the wall? And lo and behold, you're able to do it yourself. I did it myself. Where there's a will, there's a way, ladies and gentlemen. That's the beauty of this method of learning phonics. What was it? Where there's a will? What was that? Was it a weight loss system? Where there's a will, there's a way. I don't know. There's also Someone where there's there a will, there's an A. Yes, that was a math thing, right? I think that was just a like get good grades thing. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, so the real, but Dory's real present to me uh, is going to be hopefully next week when. Uh, it's really I, I laying go, it on thick, I go record guys. a podcast in Pasadena. James Bonding, we're going to do another draft. This time it's a all wild card draft. We're going to cast our dream James Bond movie. Um, and then, you know, I might... Uh, I'm already all the way in Pasadena, which is practically in Las Vegas. All the way. <laughs> Um, I, I might this less than 10 miles away from us look Jeff and Ross are gonna be there Julie's gonna be there Shelly might even swing through wow once she heard I was coming it's like well what 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 what, what kind of a party is this I'm missing out on <laughs> Greg unfortunately is in uh, he'll be in Florida mm. but uh, look might go to Las Vegas everybody for 36 hours. I'm told. Well, actually, it probably less than 36 because I'd leave after the podcast. No, it would 
have to be less than 36. It would be, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm leaving after the podcast. Well. And then my plan would be to get back for bedtime. Uh-huh. What are you looking at me like that for? Mm. What does that look? I feel like this has been stretched. Uh, I, just missed, been I just missed bedtime, so I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> look, is it going to happen? I don't know. Did Ross just text me and say, I heard you were considering Vegas? <laughs> I may stay at the Cosmo. Ross wasn't even, Ross was in Hawaii this past week. This is how word travels. Wow. That Matt might make wow. the trip. Everyone's excited. This is a wow. trip we tried to get going before Henry was born. Part of me is a little, like, feels like it's not really the trip because Greg can't come. Mm. But whatever. What should I tell? I mean, if you go, what will I tell Henry on Sunday when you're not there for bedtime? Uh, get used to it, kid. He starts work in three weeks. Oh, that's so that's sad. what you tell him. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll say, when you coming home, son? I don't know when. We'll get together then. Dad. You know, we'll have a good time then. Oh, and then you'll say, my son came home just the other day. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Real cats in the cradle situation, guys. Yep. Except for the other seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve days of month that I'll be around for bedtime. Okay. I mean, it's almost half the month. Yeah. Really. It's like 15 I miss. 12 I'll be around for. Also, I feel like even when you're on set, there's usually at least a couple days where you end up coming home early. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Depends on if pages are ready. Sometimes we just run out of things to shoot. Yeah. But now, I get it. You know, who knows? Who knows? The shadow knows. Remember that, kids? Radio plays. We should do a radio play. No, we should not. How's your Father's Day? Um, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that our son got you such a good gifts. Mm-hmm. These socks, I really do want like 12 more. All right. We could work on that. Um... Yeah, my Father's Day, is, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling more um, with it than I was on Mother's Day. Well, that was so soon. It was so soon. I think I just threw out some of the brioche from that, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of preservatives in it. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of breads bought with the best intentions that never got eaten here. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I used a brioche roll for an egg sandwich the other day. That sounds great. It was great. I I was like, oh, this brioche expired on May 31st. Oh, well. <laughs> there was not a speck of mold on it. No, nor would there be. No. So I was like, this is fine. Yeah. And you know what? It was fine. Guys, I recommend a brioche. When you're out there sandwich shopping or thinking about cooking burgers, get a brioche. It'll you know add a little something. You know what I else I like that I feel like is not... A California thing. I think it's an East Coast thing. Potato bread. Yeah, there is potato bread available. Oh, interesting. I had we had some not long ago here. I like potato bread. But you know what you can't get out here. New England style hot dog rolls. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You also can't get Hellman's mayonnaise. That's true. It's best foods it's out best here. Best foods. <laughs> I also on the label it says. Uh, Hellman's on the East Coast. <laughs> Does it say that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> must Why does be for this all look suspiciously familiar. It must be all for all of us East Coast people being like, "Where's the Hellman's?" It's really just 
It's so weird that that is a thing. Well, it's the same thing with Edie's and whatever it's called. Dryers? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Briars? Dryers? Briars is... What? Briars is different. Briars isn't Edie's. Whatever it is. One of them. They don't have Brigham's out here. Yep. (sighs) Really missing out. There's a lot of stuff they don't have out here. It's like, I think, I'm thinking like when I go back, if I go back to Boston, it's like, I'm never like, oh, I really miss this delicious West Coast food. Mm. This is nothing. You even, know, even tacos and burritos. We, 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 we did it, guys. It's called Anna's Taqueria. I didn't realize until I was a grown up that there's a lot of uh, regional Rhode Island food. Like what? Like um, quahogs. They're just clams. But they call them quahogs. 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 Yeah. And um, what's it called? Uh, it's that syrup that they put in coffee. Do you know what I'm talking that about? That I don't know what you're talking about. Is it like simple syrup? Uh, like sugar? Autocrat. Oh, I don't know that. Because like only people who live in Rhode Island use it. Yeah. It's it's coffee syrup that you put in milk. Oh, coffee flavored syrup. Yes. Yes. That's a thing we would have at the ice cream store. But did you have autocrat coffee syrup? I don't syrup? know. I never looked at the brand. Mm, it is based in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Makes sense. What are some regional oh, foods? Oh, it is you the love? official state drink. <laughs> Rhode Island coffee milk. No wonder. Tell us something you would like us to regionally eat in the comments smash that like button is there something you can't get in your region that you wish you could tell us in the comments don't forget to hit the bell icon thank you mr youtube you're welcome um i've been doing a lot of baby wearing yeah dory's been solly wrapping this child of ours and lulling him into a false sense of it's time for sleep. It's not false. It knocks him out. I mean, it knocks him out, tricks him. But how does it trick him? Mm, I'm back in the womb. <laughs> he does get, he, he like protests getting into it. He's like, Mah! Well, that's because you like always pull it out when he's most frustrated. Right. Because I'm like, oh, this will soothe him. Yeah. And he's like all pissed off. And then he gets in there. He gets all cozy. I kind of walk around and bop him for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, <sighs> Well, I mean, it's cozy. I wish I could be carried around by a giant person. I'd fall asleep. Do you want to get into the Solly rap? If there was someone a giant who could carry <laughs> me around and bop me around, yes. Well, you could you could carry him in the Solly rap and bop him around, and it would be very cozy uh, for you. Someday I will. Well, why not today? It's uh, my back. It actually doesn't hurt your back. You are used to having him in you already. Anyway, I really like the Solly Wrap. It's taken me a little while to figure it out because there, you know, you have to wrap it accurately. I watched YouTube tutorials several times. She watched the same one fourteen times. Yep, it was I, a good one. I've seen it. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, um, but I feel like now I can finally do it on my own. When I did it yesterday, I didn't use the tutorial. Yes, but you also didn't you. You always pass him to someone. What do you mean? Like, I haven't seen you do it just totally by yourself. 
Like that lady does on the video. Well, she has the child resting on the bed before she puts him in. Yeah, he could rest on the elephant pillow. Yeah, I could. You know? Yeah, I'll do that next time. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, anyway. I'm just trying to ease you into life without me. Oh, boy. Um, I, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into the baby wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am thinking about getting like a more structured carrier for... Like a Velcro-y kind of like a with straps, yeah. yeah. Um, not a wrap. Right. I think wraps are good up to like. I can't imagine. Yeah, they're great past yeah. twenty pounds. Yeah, I think yeah. twenty pounds is around the limit. Um, so he can't be too big. But if you get a more structured wrap, a more structured carrier, you can you can wear them for longer. Um, I also I've also been going to a mommy and me class. You have. I haven't really talked about that that much. No, it's been a secret. <laughs> well, it hasn't been a secret. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a fan. It's nice to get together with like other moms and their babies. Yeah. Just kind of see how, how everyone else is live. doing. Yeah, see how the other moms live, how the other babies live. And there's a facilitator who listens to the podcast, actually. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Tracy. Um, and every week there's like a theme. Tracy, what's going on in that class? Are everybody vaccinated? Let me know you in know, the comments. Thanks. Some of the people whose babies are already two months old were talking about getting their vaccines at the last class. I forgot to tell Good. You Everyone should talk about it. Yeah. Um, Henry's getting his vaccines next week. It's, exci- it's going to be an exciting week. It will be. When is that? Um, next Wednesday. A week from Wednesday. You always do that to me. What are you talking about? I always think next week is tomorrow. I think of Saturday and Sunday as existing in their own plane <laughs> of existence. And the fo- and every time I'm saying, every time you say next week, I think, well, Monday is the start of the week. So she must be next week, Monday. That's all. It's a week from Wednesday. Thank you. That, oh, 20, that's so much easier to the understand. The 26th of yeah, June. Yeah, familiar. Um, sort of. In the afternoon. It's an afternoon appointment. Wow. I know. Is it not supposed to be? No, we just, I feel like every time we've gone to the doctor, it's been in the morning. So early. Yeah. I'm so tired. Right now? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So they were talking about getting their babies vaccinated and how it had gone. Let's get them babies. And... Everyone said it was terrible because the baby cried. Well, the baby cried, and then the baby the babies get really tired. They get really sleepy after their vaccines. I get it because they spend so much time crying. Yeah, um, but no, everyone, no one was like, "I'm not vaccinating." Good. So, no one should. Um, yeah. and if they're stupid enough to say that. <laughs> Come on. Um. Yeah, so so that's been good. And to anyone who is thinking about doing a class like this, I recommend it. it it's nice to be with people who... Uh, my class is first-time moms, which is also really nice because everyone's yep. kind of going through it for the first time. And our babies are all around the same age. Henry's actually the youngest. I love that all these first-time moms are like, let's all go to Rocket Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took I took Henry to a, to a baby movie uh, last week. And we saw Rocket Man. I wouldn't say it was like a hugely successful outing. In fact, I wish I had warned him 
That would have made Warn. it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, you were saying warned. No. I Warning. Wish, I wish. It's going to be musical. I wish. Well, I also didn't know it was a musical. I thought it was just going to be like featuring the songs of Elton John. Yeah, it's unclear in, in the, fact, in, the, in, the, in the in any of the trailers. It is completely correct. unclear. And I feel like that was a deliberate choice. And I feel like I was misled. Well, I think you should get your money back. I agree. Uh, Los Feliz 3, I want that six fifty back. Did you know it only cost six fifty to go to a matinee at that movie theater? It's wow. Amazing. Um, anyway, Henry was just like fussy and cranky. And I was uncomfortable because I was holding him the whole time. I thought I, was, I, I naively thought he would just conk out in his stroller, but he was having none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was holding him without a wrap the whole time, and he just was like unhappy. He had a huge poop. <laughs> um, I fed him. He finally fell asleep. It just—I uh, might give it another shot if I if I bring the wrap. He's really into bedtime. Oh my God, he's so good at bedtime now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx it. No, don't jinx it. But but the last... He's like calmed by the bath, he, which he used to not be so calm by. He used to be hysterical the second we put him in the bath. And now, like last night, he was hysterical before we put him in the bath. Yeah. And then we put him in the bath and we started running the water because he loves watching the water run. Waste water, but he's not in the bath for that long. He's in the bath for less than the time of an average shower. So it's as though he's taking a shower. Great. Um, and he just like stares at the water and he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then we tell him he's at the baby spa. Yep. We ask him what treatments he'd like. And it's always the same treatments. Mm-hmm. He needs well, his... it's not always the same treatments. He doesn't, we don't wash his hair every time. Oh, that's true. He doesn't always request that. Right, right. Um, he usually requests it every other day. He hates getting his butt washed, but we got to do but that every day. Sorry, buddy. The, the butt wash is part of the standard treatment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so we give him a bath. He doesn't love when, he, now he doesn't love when he comes out of the bath because he's cold. Yeah, but not for long. Not for long. We wrap him up in his towel with the ears. And then we take him into his bedroom, put a new diaper on him, put on his pajamas. Matt's usually laid out his sleep sack, pajamas, and diaper. You got to put the diaper on top, guys. You got to layer it like you're making some sort of sandwich. Yeah. I'm going to have to be doing this all by myself soon. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to teach you best practices. Mm, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, And then... He has another ounce or two of a bottle. Mm-hmm. We read him a story. Mm-hmm. We usually sing him a lullaby or two. Dory does. And then it's time to go to bed. And we say, we love you, Henry. It's time for bed. Put him in his crib. Give him like a tummy pat. And we leave. And, and the last few nights, he's been awake for a few minutes just chilling in his crib just like where are they are they coming back but he doesn't seem bothered oh, I guess they're not coming back all right I'm what's going this to sleep. wall do yeah <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> um which you know feels really good that like he's he's loving bedtime yeah for now again for now. i can't wait for all the emails that tell us well my kid loved bedtime until just you wait until if you're thinking about sending us a just you wait email i love a just you wait email i mean you can send so it annoying. but just know that we'll think you're annoying just you wait until we if you want us to wait for something tell us in the comments <laughs> i mean i've talked about just you wait emails before because i 
one of the reasons I don't like them is because, especially when we're talking about a positive thing, it's like, just let me enjoy these days when he is enjoying bedtime and he is going down easily. You know what I mean? I do. Absolutely. Like, I don't want to be sitting here worried that like, I'm going to soon be at the point where he's going to hate bedtime and not go Ugh. to sleep. Well, we had that point. We went, we, I mean, yeah, well, maybe it comes back. Who maybe knows? It comes back. But for now, it's been, it's been good. And, you know, I think if, I don't know, if you can, bedtime routine has worked for us. Maybe it'll work for you. Yeah, if you are able to have consistency. We're fortunate to both be able to be home at the, that time. Yeah. For now. For now. Just you wait. Just you wait. All right. Honey. Yes, dear. We have got to take a short break. Oh, okay. Let's do that. BRB. And we're back. Hello. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. 
you know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Good times a charm. Dory, what is happening out there with the egg eggheads, with the egg achusites? Well, we got a lot of responses to uh, last week's episode, uh, particularly about our friendly former listener. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, we're kicking off with that? No, we're not. I'm just oh. I'm teasing it. Oh, uh, teasing wow. it for later. You're just, you're, your podcasting skills have just surpassed mine. Wow. You're like, um, you know, Dr. Strange. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we'll get to that later in the show. But mm-hmm. for now, we heard from a couple listeners, both coincidentally named Amy. Okay. What are the odds? Uh, probably pretty high, What if Amy actually. fell asleep and then was like, oh, I still have to contact that podcast after she already had done it? Whoa. Yeah. Um, about the listener who wrote in last week about having insufficient glandular tissue. Mm-hmm. So first Amy wrote in to say, I couldn't breastfeed my children either and was in the same situation, particularly with my first. I was put on the, quote, triple schedule, which nearly killed me. I swapped to full formula at 10 weeks after pumping one to two ounces a day from five sessions. Yikes. I was also diagnosed with IGT after my second child when she also lost weight, et cetera, et cetera. None of my healthcare providers mentioned IGT, despite me having breast surgery at 19, as one breast did not develop and the other one was an A cup. This was in my medical notes, and I talked about it to every doctor, midwife, and lactation consultant I spoke to with my firstborn, and only one doctor I went to for a second opinion suggested I, quote, might have it, and put me on domperidum, domperidome? That sounds very fancy. To increase milk supply, and it didn't. With my second child, I paid to see a private lactation consultant. I'm in the UK. Oh, we do the same thing here. And she looked at my breasts straight away and said I had it, as she could tell I had no breast tissue from their appearance. She then felt for glands and could only find a few. It did make me feel much better to know that I really could not produce more milk than I had done. But the guilt and frustration from those first few months with my first baby has not left me even three years later. Mm. I felt better second time around and fed my girl as much as I could for six weeks, no pumping, until she just wasn't interested as she got so much more from a bottle. I don't know what to say apart from saying I was in the same situation. I found this academic paper, which may help prove, provide some education, but I do wish healthcare professionals were more aware than they are. Best wishes, hmm. Amy. Thank you, Amy, for writing in. We appreciate that. Um <coughs> And I'm going to play a voicemail from another Amy. I like that Amy was like, by the second kid. This is what it is. Deal with it, kid. Totally. I get it. Amy, you learned and adapted. Uh, from New York. I like love super computer. And um, I'm so glad to hear you guys. I just had to pause the pod and um, respond to the woman who called in about having insufficient glandular tissue and her experience with a lactation consultant. Um, I know that we are obviously completely different human beings, but I had, I mean, I could have left that voicemail myself and um, I just feel like I had such a similar experience with the lactation consultants that I saw um, when I was trying to get my baby 
to gain weight a little bit faster. And some of the things that I learned after that, um, I'm still nursing. My baby is four months old and we have a great nursing relationship. Um, but it was, I mean, it was like psychologically a real struggle to get there after I was told that, um, like my breast had never developed properly in adolescence. And similarly, I was like, how, you know, why didn't I ever know about this? And how I think that I was a normal person all of my adult life. Um, so I've, I've learned a few things since then, like the weighted feed, my baby took maybe an ounce, you know, in the hour that we were with her. And, and so I learned a lot about how, you know, the, the way the babies eat during the day really varies. So like one feed at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon during this appointment doesn't actually really have much to do with, you know, how much a baby is taking, say at like 5 a.m. or, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever, um, which just gave me some peace of mind. And, and another thing that I learned is that um, there's, and I'm sure your other listeners know more about this than I do, but like your storage capacity has a lot to do with, you know, with that. And so, women like me and possibly this caller might have a smaller storage capacity. So I feed my baby more often. And, um, you know, I, I'm not certainly an oversupplier. I have a really small stash, you know, cause she's not like a super hungry baby, but she's very fine. But you know, a lot of like, even without having a huge amount of glandular tissue, your breasts are still producing milk all the time. And I would just encourage this woman, like if she is really committed to breastfeeding and, you know, if she feels like she can do it, just like, you know, don't feel like I felt I heard this is like you will not be able to do this and you have to stop and you're going to be formula feeding and it was like devastating to me which I know it doesn't have to be for everyone but um I could really relate to that just sense of sadness and loss about the relationship that you imagined so I don't know I just wanted to call in and say like sounds familiar and um you know, obviously I can't promise that it will work out, but I just wanted to give a little bit of encouragement because I feel like the establishment can be really like all or nothing, you know, make it or break it. And I think that there's a lot of room. And plus, like your baby changes so much as they get older and just becomes such a better sucker, I find. And um yeah, so I, I just wanted to give her, I don't know, hope or encouragement or at least some solidarity that like this is. Oh, no. She hit the limit. She hit the limit. Um, she called back. Yes. Hey, sorry, this is Amy again. I just wanted to finish up that thought about um, just that the news about the insufficient glandular tissue and the low production or whatever can just be really devastating. And so I just wanted to, like, shout out some solidarity there. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe you can just communicate that and condense my rambling. Um, no but, condensing. Yeah. Love the podcast. Thanks so much, you guys. And um, best of luck to this woman and to all of your other listeners. Love you. Bye. Um. Uh, that was a very interesting email. Voicemail. And by voicemail, I meant by vo- email. I meant. Vo- <laughs> <laughs> um. It, it is interesting that that never is brought up to her by any sort of medical yeah. professional. Yeah. And also, it it it's one more point against the assertion that like. Anyone can breastfeed if they just want it badly enough. Yeah. I mean, look, not everyone's going to be a major league ball player. That is true. Um, All right. We have a voicemail Mm -hmm. related to breastfeeding as well. I love breastfeeding related (laughs) 
topics. Well, someone wrote in last week because about... right now Henry seems to be on the thumbs down of oh, breastfeeding. She's being so annoying. So I feel like we should, you know, at least tell our listeners that Henry is being what I referred to this morning as a cranky pants. Yeah, cranky butt. What did I call him? Cranky butt. Yeah. And then I now refer to his crib as the box. <laughs> He's going in the box. Did you put cranky butt in the box? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he really seems to. I don't know. Have you figured out a method to the madness yet? Or the last few days anyway? I mean, I breastfed him again this afternoon and he he was like, okay, on the right. He ate. I heard him. Like, and then. It's a very specific cry. Yeah. And then he freaked out. And I, you know, and then I would get him on for a little bit and he would just like freak out again. And it wasn't that there wasn't milk coming out. There was milk. I saw the milk. Yeah. It's it's a very Veruca cry. <laughs> it's an I want it now. Yeah. And I want more of it now. And she, he is uh, very, it's, it's just like you hear that cry and it's like, ugh, he's just being a baby. It doesn't even like upset me per se. Well, like, no, because we know his cries, and that cry is just, uh, I need what I want now because right. I want it. Not because I need it, because I want it. And also, he does a similar cry sometimes when he's on the bottle, and he's yeah. not getting it fast enough. Yeah. So. Look, he's a. But it is frustrating. Cranky butt. When he's just, you know, he's, I'm trying to, like, breastfeed him, and he's just screaming. Um, and so, you know, I had been all set to give it a few more days and if it if he wasn't if it was still bad i was i'm like okay what's the point and then i read an article in the new york times today about how there's benefits to breastfeeding that you don't even get from pumped milk (laughs) and i was like are you fucking kidding me oh get over it science like the microbiome um that what is it just like something that would come into contact when you're coming into contact with the flesh yeah uh, but then i was like but i use a nipple shield yeah so he's not getting so it he's anyway. probably not getting it anyway <sighs> that's all right we'll just scrape some skin cells off sprinkle them in you're good oh, to go that's a good idea this biome bullshit um all right look i mean it's it is it is uh, that's why there were nursemaids out there you know mm-hmm just spreading their microbiome everywhere. Not everyone could do it. Yeah. So, thank God for formula um, as, a, as a as a as a healthy alternative, 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 alternative. <laughs> and thank God for the baby Brezza. Oh, greatest gift ever! <laughs> Shit, I have to email Jeremy back. I think he's in town tomorrow. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You got to tell him how great the baby brother is. And I got to figure out when I can see him tomorrow. Am I already very lengthy day? Mm. All right. Can I play this voicemail? No. Just kidding. Hey, it's Aaron Gudge. Um, hey, I the Gudge. Calling about two things. Number one, there was an egghead signal about lower back and hip pain from a new mama who is breastfeeding. And I just want to say to plug the whole entire world of physical therapy. Um, so I had a lower back injury during my pregnancy with my youngest. I slipped and fell. And I just kind of 
was like, oh, well, I'm pregnant. It's going to hurt and it's going to be awful. But no, if I would have gone to physical therapy sooner, I would have felt a lot better. Um, the second part to that is uh, making sure you have a footrest underneath your desk. Uh, you don't have to use it all day long, but when your lower back starts hurting, if you can get your knees up a little bit higher than your hip height, it opens up all of those channels that your nerves are running through in your lower back. In case there is some inflammation happening, it will help um, keep any sort of compression off of that inflammation because that nice. compression actually just makes things get more inflamed and it's like this horrible cycle of pain and inflammation that nobody needs to experience. Second, um, the person who uh, wrote in with her email full of complaints can just fuck all the way off as far as I'm concerned <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous and uh, I just this. wanted to say that what the hell was that bullshit anyway I personally love you guys and think you're doing a great job thanks for everything bye thank you Aaron thanks, as Aaron. usual um, Matt I feel like you should get something under your desk well you know I'm always having a little bit of a issue I try to keep my chair actually as low as I possibly can because that lifts that elevates it anyway we should get you a little stool like i got my nursing stool yeah i'd like a poof under here oh let's get you a poof no i use this base sometimes i love a poof <laughs> this this major league yeah, baseball that, base no that makes no sense from the detroit tigers and we're the gonna get Red you Sox. a little we're gonna get you a little poof for, to rest your feet because you have a bad back i do yeah i used to have a speaker under here that i used all the time but i sold it Mm. To make room for Henry. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Even though now looking, it, it would totally fit. Mm. Let's get it back. Okay. Um, is it time to take another break? No, not yet. Oh, all right. Then I'm going to read this email from Natalie. Um, Unless the topic is changing gears completely and you feel like a break would be the best thing. I mean, it is changing gears. To what? To uh, the uterus signal. I feel like a uterus signal could flow from the milk of the breast okay great um so she wants to send out the uterus signal long story short my now 16 month old son is the result of our fifth transfer which was preceded by two fresh rounds of ivf with pgs and unfortunately three miscarriages from those transfers oh we had two more pgs quote normal embryos remaining and two which have very low mosaic which my clinic now says they have evidence saying they are considered low enough to transfer normally I'm still on the fence with these, but I'm getting off topic here. We recently did our first transfer post-birth of my son. I had a hysteroscopy the cycle before mm -hmm. in which my doctor cleaned out an adhesion and gave me the all clear. The day before transfer, the doctor at the clinic I go to for my transfers did a scan and said all looked good and he would just have to use a special catheter due to the fact that I'd had a C-section. Backstory, I'm in Singapore where PGS is not legal. Mm -hmm. So I travel to Malaysia for all transfers, and my doctor here, here deals with all care besides the actual transfer. Okay. On the day of the transfer, transfer number six, I could tell immediately things were not going smoothly. I've always had super quick and easy transfers, so it was clear. He told me he was having problems getting the catheter into place as my uterus is very tipped and almost folded over on itself. He ended up having to compromise and put the embryo lower than he wanted as it was between that or risking irritating my uterus and causing bleeding, which in his opinion was worth that was worse than suboptimal placement. Apparently this happening to the uterus can be common after childbirth as your ligaments are all looser in there, which is why I've never had a problem before. Hmm. 
fast forward past the dreaded weight, and of course, this embryo didn't even attempt to implant. Of course, the rational part of me knows there are a million reasons why this may not have worked, but the other part of my brain says I've been pregnant every one of my FVTs prior to this, only my fresh didn't result in a pregnancy. So I'm kicking myself over and over thinking this shitty transfer is what is the cause, and I... And should I have somehow advocated to try something else? It's tough when you're in the stirrups and I do trust my doctor. He is great, but I just feel like something could have been done differently. I know they can't just delay a transfer as the embryo needs to get back in there, but I feel like I should have pushed harder for him to do something different. Moving on to the uterus signal. Has anyone had similar issues with transfer post childbirth and overcome this? I've researched other ways to implant the embryo and it seems like there is one method they use with a needle and go in through the abdomen and place the embryo in that route. But it sounds pretty extreme, and I really have never heard of anyone wow. having this done in real life. Would love to know if anyone had any advice or success or failure, for that matter, story to share. I just want to avoid the same thing happening with our last PGS normal embryo and forever think I could have done something different. I'm feeling lost right now. I thought infertility part two would be easier. It's not. I'd love to give my son a sibling, but realistically, my husband and I do not want to do another round of retrieval. I know the more transfers we do, the higher the success, but as we have, only, but as we have one child, I don't have the same drive to do another retrieval. It is more to try, it is more try to use what we have, and if nothing happens, hopefully we will find peace and closure. And she lives in a 1,300 square foot condo in Singapore with three adults, one hyper toddler, and a fluff ball we believe to be a cat. Wow. Look. I think the, 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 I don't know. It's hard to say. This whole, like the doctor, I assume the doctor at that point is just like going like, well, this has got to be what's best for the patient. Right now the patient is you. Right. Um, you know. What if you bleed out? What if you start bleeding? What if you got an infection? What if, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he's got to think about you more than the uh, successful uh, transfer. So not a huge consolation or any consolation, really. But look, you're still here. You got, uh, I'm sure, I wonder if anyone has dummy needle. Yeah. It's interesting. I also wonder if your doctor does the transfer with the full bladder or the empty bladder. I would bet. I've done both. I would bet it's an empty. If if her uterus is already folding, mm. you wouldn't want it moving any more than it is. Interesting. Yeah, thanks. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you are a podcast host. That's true. So always listen to me. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uterus signal has gone out. We'd love to hear from anyone else. Natalie, thank you for writing in. Perfect. Um, now we can take that break, honey. Unless Well, now I have a related voicemail. Then we're playing it. Hi, guys. I am calling in regards to the uterus signal, I think it was. Um, she was curious if she could have a VBAC after two cesareans. And um, I highly recommend her to listen to the Birth Hour podcast. There's been multiple people on there that have had um, VBACs. And then I highly recommend researching January Harshi. Um, she does have a book. It's called Birth Without Fear. Um, definitely read the book. But just her birth stories in general, the first four of January's birth stories are on the Birth Hour podcast. And then the last two are on 
the Harshi podcast, January's own um, podcast. They are super helpful for her. Um, I'm also calling in regards to the person who is having back issues because of her desk job, and um, I went through the same thing. I agree with you guys. Definitely yoga. The thread the needle pose has been really helpful for me because mine's like my upper back more than my lower back. I actually had to end up getting a new office chair too. Um, I guess just being postpartum, my body is different and my hips were hurting so bad, but after getting a more supportive office chair, um, it helped so much. And then regular visits to my chiropractor helped too. All right. Thanks for um, doing all that you do and I hope everything is going great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, the Birth Hour podcast. Uh, what about the Birth 40 Hour podcast followed by a C-section? I could. That, that's this podcast. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Now we can take a break. <laughs> okay, good. I'm sorry that we just mentioned it was 40 hours. It was, seems like we're not grateful. All right. Be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we are back. We sure are. We're we're we're, we're rounding the corner, heading into the home stretch. Yeah. Of the old podcast. Indeed. Um. All right, honey. Yes. I know you like an update. I do like an update. We have an update. Oh yeah, what's the update? From Kylie and Reno. Kylie and Reno. That's my favorite kind of update. She writes, "Hi, Shafrira Inc." I was so excited to hear you guys read my email last week. Thanks for answering my question. A year sounds like a good waiting period. My own doctor was sort of nonchalant about the whole situation, so it was nice to hear another medical opinion. To respond to your questions, yes, Reno is awesome. I was born in LA, but was pretty much raised here, as was my husband, and we love it. Tahoe is gorgeous and only 45 minutes away. July is an awesome time for a Tahoe trip. We also have a growing number of awesome restaurants and a blossoming art scene. We are known for our gaming industry, mm -hmm, but over mm -hmm. the last decade or so, we've really tried to break out of that classification Why? Why? and take advantage of our geography okay. by advertising ourselves as a great place for hiking, rafting, and skiing and snowboarding. Sure, sure. You can do all those things, but also gamble. Our mayor, Hillary Achieve. That's uh -huh. a good name. I mean, it's weird to have like a... Like a, like a verb there. Yeah. Has also introduced more art into our burgeoning Midtown District, where we've installed a lot of the art pieces from Burning Man. Oh, cool. I was wondering where those ended up. In short, it's an exciting time for Reno and a great place, great place to visit. Hit us up if you'd like to make the trip. Unfortunately, I can't really answer the gaming-related questions. Us Renoites are not big on gambling. We are happy to take the money of the tourists who come in to gamble, but are not really into it ourselves. Interesting. I had my husband take an inventory of his guitars. Ugh. Now we're talking. And this is what he wrote down for Let's me. Let's see it. He has yep. a 72 Gibson SG Custom with Bigsby Tremolo. Sure, I like a Bigsby on an SG. Got one right over here. Love it. A 72 Fender Telecaster. Hardtail or 
I'm, I'm going to assume it's not a hardtail because she didn't say hardtail. A 79 Gibson Les Paul. Nice. Norlin era Les Paul. A 90s era Gibson Les Paul. Sure. You don't want a pancake body anymore. You want to have a little... An 80s era neon orange Ibanez with Floyd Rose. Nice. For like that Steve Vai dive bomby stuff. An ESP limited or LTD? ESP LTD Kirk Hammett model neck through body. Like that. An Epiphone Les Paul. Yep, yep. A 40s era K hollow body electric. Oh, I like that too. And a Yamaha 12-string acoustic electric. I mean, you've got it all. He's got it all going on. He also has a variety of steel and nylon acoustics and says he can message you about his amps if you'd like. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like he likes to shred. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, like I'm talking like fast metal kind of playing. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I also wanted to comment on the email you read after mine from the anonymous, I guess, former listener. <laughs> Never characterize your comments as complaining, but even if they were, it would still be unfair to pass judgment the way this listener did. IVF babies are just as difficult as any other newborn baby. Just because we went through hell to get our babies doesn't mean we aren't allowed to be less than thrilled about our birthing experiences and miss having a full night's sleep. Seems really where you lost her, honey, was that you didn't have a view and you didn't like that you didn't have a view. I had lost her months before. You have. So. It also doesn't mean that we aren't completely in love with our babies. That listener doesn't see the hours you probably spend staring at Henry and blissfully smelling the top of his head. I know you do this because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone should trust that IVF parents are grateful. How could we not be? But we also shouldn't be held to a standard where we are only allowed to exude our delirious joy at all times and never express the frustrations that come with giving birth and being brand new parents. Can you believe that we had to wait so long and have we paid so much for this baby? That's what we should be doing outside yeah. in, in the world. <laughs> you guys are doing great. Please come to Reno and let us take you around. Kylie, Alex, and Oscar. Good name. Good name. <sighs> um, Thank you, Kylie. I'm excited about this uh, Reno trip potential, you know? I like yeah. The, I like the idea of a new set of casinos to I would go uh, to Reno and then, and then swing through Tahoe. Mm. Hang out with our accountant. But then you're like, it's so far. We'd have to fly. It, you don't think a seven and a half hour drive is going to cut it? With a three month old? Who knows? Maybe he'll love the car. That's a long drive. He'll love the car until he doesn't love the car. Exactly. And then he'll never love the car again. Yeah. Okay. Didn't your sister move across the country with a very young child? Yeah, they flew. Didn't they do a road trip? She flew and Steve drove. By himself? With his dad. I gotcha. I was curious as to how that worked out. Mm Mm-hmm. Seemed to work out fine. How out do you fine. think Steve's dad felt about taking his kid along on this journey? I think he felt good. I think they went to some baseball games. It's exciting. Um, uh, anyone, uh, anyone else have anything to say to us before we go complain and not be grateful <laughs> for our baby? Uh, yeah, we have we have a, we have a few more, a few more uh, listeners. Beautiful. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Lily. I have called in uh, some time ago, and I'm a long-time listener, and I'm just calling with an update. Um, 
I called and sent out a PCOS signal mm-hmm. asking for any advice on how to, I guess, manage this condition. And um, I did receive some advice that was very helpful. And um, I stumbled upon this book through the podcast and the community. And it's called Healing PCOS. And it really helped me. Um, and I was able to conceive our um, oh my, my second son, my second child. Actually, I don't know if it's a son or a daughter yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm medicated. And then the first time we needed reproductive assistance. So that's how I found wow. the podcast. So um, I just wanted to thank you. You know, without this podcast, I probably would not have found this book, you know, through and known of this community, great community. And, uh, you know, probably would have struggled again. And I'm super excited. I'm 14 weeks pregnant with our second child. We'll find out gender uh, sometime soon. But, yeah, I just wanted to thank you so much for doing this and, um, you know, for letting us in on your journey. And um, I definitely wanted to call, especially after the angry email you got uh, on the last episode and just kind of say, you know, thank you so much. And um, I really, really appreciate what you're doing for for this community. Talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, that makes me feel old. Why? The fact that she found our podcast and has had time to... Have two children? Well, she I think she had the first one already, but she read... Um, yeah, I mean, just the fact that she was able to, A, finish a book, which takes me about 16 years, and B, but, like, also, like, it's crazy. has now conceived. 14 weeks. That's a lot crazy. of time has passed. I, like, I say that, like, it's crazy that she's had a baby in this time, and not really thinking about the fact that we have as well, since we've been doing the podcast. We have, and also, it's been almost three years. That's crazy yeah you know what jokes on that lady (laughs) she listened to almost three years of this podcast before she decided she didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) um all right this next email thank you lily thank you uh this next email is from natasha congratulations on the birth of henry and surviving the first six-ish weeks Henry is beautiful. You are doing an awesome job. This past week, I've been listening to your lullaby playlist with my one-year-old. I was curious, what lullabies have you been singing to Henry? Oh, Dory's been breaking out a whole hits parade of of Puff the Magic Dragon, Itsy Bitsy Spider. Should get some wheels on the bus. Sweet baby James. Well, wheels on the bus is wheels on the bus a is lullaby. not a not a not a go to sleep song. It's a exercise song. <laughs> I um. Sweet baby James, she has been singing. I don't really like, I don't really sing to him. I don't like my voice. I like your voice. Well, that's not for you to decide. I didn't say you, you didn't. I said that I don't. And I don't want to torture our child. Um, but I'll play guitar for him here and there, you know. He seems to be okay with that. He loves it. He was dancing to it the other day. Yeah, he was dancing today to... Well, actually, he yawned and fell, was falling asleep to I Am the Walrus. 
Um, okay, she has a, a couple other questions. Yeah. Um, Dory, how has your mental health been since Henry's birth? You've been very open about your anxiety and depression and medication on this podcast in Forever 35, and I'm curious if you've noticed any changes since you gave birth. Prior to my son's birth, I experienced anxiety on and off, and it was definitely heightened in the newborn period, compounded by difficult delivery with complications that lasted for a few months afterwards. I noticed that I wasn't able to sleep well, even when my son was sleeping, and also I was a little obsessive about reading Facebook groups about infant sleep and breastfeeding, which just served to fuel my anxiety. At my six-week appointment, I asked for medication and started taking Lexapro which I do believe helped me through the first year. I also believe that my anxiety and feelings of depression were very directly related to sleep or lack thereof. As my, I think she wanted to say baby, uh, started sleeping more and more, my anxiety became less and less. How is the lack of sleep affecting you? Um, I would say my mental health has been okay. I'm definitely like more sensitive. Interesting. Um... I mean, Puff the Magic Dragon still makes me cry. Oh, she's cried a lot more at, at um, trailers and television. You know, I tr- I cried at the Rocket Man trailer when I was pregnant. Didn't do anything for you when you went to watch it. No, <laughs> I think that trailer over great. the trailer oversold the movie. Well, that's the that's a fucking great trailer. It was then. a great trailer that's, and an okay movie. That's the Trailer Awards. I don't. There's a Trailer Awards. Yes. Yeah. Whoever made that trailer, yes. good job. I mean, look, you got you got to cut your trailer to Elton John music. It's not going to be that hard. It's like the fucking Lion King. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, how's the lack of sleep affecting you? I'm definitely tired. <laughs> What happened the other night? What time did you go to bed? Like, I went to there bed was, at like, eight. Two nights ago, you went to bed at like yeah. And then I woke up to pump at like eleven forty-five, and then couldn't fall back asleep till like one thirty. Um, I've had a few nights where I've been uh, hitting maybe four hours, three hours, or four hours of sleep, which but, is not. I but mean, that's look. just because you have been going out. to bed really late. I fucking been, party, guys. You went out like three or four nights last week. Yeah, I didn't mean to. But it just you, happened. But you did. That's the crazy part, guys. I have such a nightlife. You don't even know what I get up to out there. For an antisocial person. I really am just the king of socializing. <laughs> king of society. Hello, high society. <laughs> Hello, um, same nine people I see all the time. <laughs> okay, and Natasha has a final question. Um, it's about social media. I absolutely yeah. love seeing pictures and updates about Henry on Instagram, but recall you speaking earlier about not wanting to share pictures of your child online, aside from a birth announcement. I'm curious if your views on this have changed. Well, obviously, if you've seen pictures of him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no judgment from me. I post pictures a few times a week of my one-year-old. Um, it, I would say it has, it has changed slightly. I... I have not posted a ton of pictures of Henry on my personal Instagram. I've posted, I post I more in stories. Three. I post, I post probably a couple times a week in stories. I feel a little better about that because they disappear. It's smart. I should do that. Um, but the only photos of Henry I've posted where you can like actually see his face, I think were his one month photo. And his birth announcement? Uh, I, I, I didn't follow your rules. It's okay. They're my rules. I, I mean... Pu- I had him puking on you because it was so funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
We puked on your back. Yep. If you want to see Henry post puking on Dory's back, head Go over to, to Matt my Myra's Instagram. <laughs> head over to my Instagram. Um. Yeah. So you know, it's definitely something I'm. I'm still mindful of. Um. And I. I am trying not to post that often and you know, maybe I'll have a, a full on ban as he gets older. I don't know. Matt doesn't feel as strongly about this as I do. Yeah, I don't in the sense that like, I don't mind. I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know. That's a good question. How do I feel about it? Usually, if it makes me laugh, then I'm into doing it. Uh, a kid could be not thinking that's cool when he grows up and is like, "Dad, Dad, that doesn't, Dad, Dad, that's not cool, Dad, Dad, I'm from California, Dad, that's not cool." Is that how our kid is gonna talk? Yeah, I'm Henry. I'm from California. Oh boy, why do you raise me here? I love Los Angeles. The Dodgers and the Lakers are the best. Oh, no. Unless they suck. Then they suck. Oh, no. Anyway. Um, yeah, I have no hard and fast rule. I do. Yeah, I take a bunch of pictures. I don't really. I don't post much. It takes a lot to break through the barrier. I mean, it, also, I don't post on Instagram a lot anyway. So. Right. Uh, and I don't. I haven't tweeted in months. Yeah. I haven't posted anything about him on Twitter. And I don't really post on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So I guess that our, our, our policies are uh, gray. They're loose. But there is something there. There's mine. I think we're mindful about it. Yeah. Or we try to be. It's really funny. Because you didn't know he puked. I know. I just felt something wet. I thought he had just sort of like, like maybe there was a little spittle. Yeah, but it was a lot of. It was full on. It was, it was actually the most, I think the most he spit up since like his first week of life mm. yeah a few weeks ago i watched him like empty out of milk onto his bed mm. right but he's not a big spitter up no he's not so that was why it was especially amusing all right i just liked his face I'm like what yeah what who me um, okay, last week we heard from someone who was nervous about their baby um, going into surgery and getting anesthesia. Yeah. And we heard from a, a listener about that. Cool. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. First of all, congratulations on the arrival of Henry. This is Catherine, a longtime listener. I wrote in um, in the beginning about my miscarriage while on vacation and our usage of travel insurance. And then I called in more recently about my um, uterine septum uh, surgery uh, and removal three times, um, had three miscarriages, and now I have a sweet nine-month-old baby girl. Um, Anyway, I am calling in response to the listener who wrote in about the um, the cysts that needed to be removed on her newborn um, and about the anesthesia and being nervous about having um, her child go under anesthesia. can 100% relate to that. My nine-month-old daughter uh, was diagnosed with pyloric stenosis just before four months. 
she started uh, spitting up and then eventually vomiting and then projectile vomiting all of her formula. And it got worse and worse. And luckily, we got a diagnosis pretty quickly. So pyloric stenosis is a tightening of the valve between the stomach and the small intestine. And eventually, if left untreated, no nutrition will pass through the digestive system. And back about 100 years ago, uh, babies would actually die from this. So oh. luckily, we got a diagnosis pretty quickly. And she had surgery within about 24 hours of her diagnosis. Um, but it was really, really scary to, you know, hand off my literally four-week-old daughter to a nurse knowing that she was going um, under anesthesia, especially after everything we had been through. Um, I actually had my mom take a picture of me and my husband and our daughter um, while I was crying hysterically just before they took her back for surgery because I was worried that it would be the last time we would see her. Um, but luckily, she did great. Um, the surgery was easy. The anesthesia was fine, and we were together again as a family within just a few short hours, and she's thriving now. So um, to the caller who's worried about anesthesia, 100% can relate. It is extremely scary, but she'll be uh, – your your child, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, will be in great hands Um and I wish you the best. And for anyone else who's dealing with a projectile vomiting child, keep an eye out for pyloric stenosis that shows up between four and six weeks. Hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, good luck with everything with Henry. He's doing great. Love you guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you're... I'm glad the anesthesia signal was answered. <sighs> yeah. I it's mean, really a terrific signal. Signals usually have. do get answered. Um. All right. All night long. All night. Okay, we have... I haven't played Lionel Richie for him. I wonder if he'd like it. I bet he would. We have another update that yeah. I think you'll appreciate. Nuh-uh. Okay, maybe you won't appreciate cool. it. Cool. I'm in my teenager phase. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is McCall from Utah. Just thought I'd give a voicemail this week instead of an email. McCall from the so Christmases? I'm responding to yes! your questions. You're so right, Christmas honey. Expo. And also, I thought I'd let you know my husband is 24. He's not 35 or 1,000. So. Huh, that's weird. Still a man child. So that's okay. <laughs> um, so our Christmas Expo is in December, uh-huh. not July. I don't know what the one in Florida is, but it's not ours. Um, it's in Salt Lake. And it's basically just this huge auditorium filled with a bunch of booths that people set up where they can sell their Christmas stuff, Mm -hmm. mainly like home decor and junk that nobody needs pretty much. But you still get a lot of festivities and food and fun things. So I'm not quite sure what Dory found on Google in Florida, but (laughs) I'm sure it's better than what we have here in Salt Lake. So just thought I would give you guys that update. Sorry to disappoint, Matt, but you can still come if you want to. No, I'm into it. Um, love you guys. Hope that you have a good week. Um, talk to you later. Bye. Uh, look, thank you for sending along the information that I was desperately requiring last week. And honey, I'm sorry I doubted you. I mean, you were so right. It's fine, but um, you, you know. know what? It, this um, you know what I love is the um, God. I can never think of it. The Gramercy. No. Honey, yeah. The uh, New York Public Library, yeah. In Midtown, yeah. Bryant Park, yes. So, Bryant Park, 
They have their little winter thing. The ice skating With the ring. stalls. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is just about as Christmassy as you can get. Union Square also has that. Yeah, but Union Square is too Union Square-y. Mm. Like, I like the Bryant Park situation because it feels cozier. Mm, I hear you. Union Square is too open. Mm. This is, uh, you know. This is Matt's Tell Christmas someone corner. from fucking Kansas to stand in Union Square and ask if it's open. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Surrounded by fucking buildings everywhere. Exactly. But the Bryant Park one is very nighttime cozy. Faneuil Hall gets like that too sometimes. Man, East Coast Christmas. They know what's up. I'd really like to do it again in some time in my life. Okay. And that's the Matt Meyer promise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I so, promise I'd like to do that again. So I just want to say. What would you like to as say, we, As we come to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. With notes of support. Again, I just want to say that. It, it, it oh, regarding really, our, regarding uh, our former listener. It really means a lot. But I'm just going to read this one email. Okay. From Anonymous. So, of the, of the you separated the wheat from the cha- chafe, and this is what you've arrived at. Yes. Dear Matt and Dory, wow, I'm outraged on your behalf and on behalf of the rest of this community you have created. One of the things I like the most about your podcast is the fact that you are both real people and bring up all the mundane, normal, annoying things that are part of the actual lives of two people who went through hell in order to have a baby. Just because we go through IVF to conceive doesn't mean we have to be more grateful and more in love with our babies than those who conceived spontaneously. It's still going to be tiring, time-consuming, and fraught with the same postpartum emotions and anxieties that many new parents go through. Not everything is going to be all roses and sunshine all the time. And how unrelatable and awful would listening to that podcast be? And aside from all of that, I think you two have actually expressed your gratitude, amazement that this worked, and your love of Henry a lot. I hear it in your voices and cannot fathom someone thinking or saying otherwise. Anyway, just wanted to send you a note of support. Luckily, I'm sure you'll be bombarded with many emails from supporters in response to this week's episode. We, we, we did get several emails. Thank you. Very nice. I literally tear up every time someone writes in or calls and mentions how grateful they are to you too and how invaluable this podcast and community has been as a resource during what is often a very isolating experience. They often put into words what I cannot. What you have done means so much to so many of us. Thank you. Anonymous, who lives in a 2,200 square foot house with her husband, a 60 pound dog, two cats, and a science baby on the way. <laughs> Congrats. There is just... You know, positive thinking right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. 60-pound uh, dog, huh? That must be nice to have such a light dog. <laughs> such a petite animal. <laughs> uh, Bo, let me just say this. Bo and Henry on Father's Day, no help to me hanging that television. No, Bo was useless. Thank you for acknowledging that Bo was useless. Again. Oh, once again. Love that guy, though. <laughs> such a good dude. He looks great on socks. He really does. These socks, by the way, are just the best. Really great. Uh, you know, this is the kind of present, Dory, that I appreciate because it's like, you know, I like socks because mm-hmm. you know, I have a gajillion of them. Yeah. You know, everything from uh, uh, Bombas to Sock Fancy. Sure. Um, to uh, everything in between. But these are very special socks to me. These are... As special as the red socks from the 2004 Whoa. World Series. Wow. You know, because uh, Bo and Henry are on them. These yeah. might be my new lucky socks. Oh, my god. We'll goodness. have to see how next week in Las Vegas goes <laughs> when I'm wearing the socks. 
well, you know, first I was only going to put Henry on, and then I was like, wait a second. Weirdly, I was excited about the idea of like, oh, Henry's birthday. Now I can play that on roulette. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a problem. Um, and then I was like, I think Matt would be sad if I gave him dad socks that only had one of his children on yes. them. I mean, I wouldn't be sad. Like, if I had, like, a bow pair and a Henry pair, I'd sure. probably wear them like I wear my monorail socks, which is, they're blue. I got a blue pair and a red pair, but I actually just go blue, red, blue, red. Ah. Yeah, yeah. All right. But I decided to put them both on. They're great. They're fantastic. I'm so I love these socks. glad. Honey, you hit it out of the park. Oh, thanks, honey. It's like, you don't need to get me a, you know, vintage, expensive guitar if it's Got a picture of Bo and Henry on it. All right. What if I just got you a pair of socks with my face on them? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little, I, I would not mind one that had all three of you on it. Oh, that's so sweet. It'd be really fun to have. I'd wear those socks all the time. Okay, maybe I'll get you another pair of those. Oh, Your birthday is coming August, up. August, look out. Uh, all right. Guys, if you support us on Patreon, I can afford to get Matt more socks. Well, actually, what you can afford to do is help us continue to keep this podcast going, i.e. right now, where uh, we have Holly looking after Henry while we record. Yep. And uh, she's not free. So... Thank you. So thank you to all our supporters who help us pay Holly. Uh, and you can help us pay Holly at patreon.com <laughs> slash excellent adventure. Hashtag help us pay Holly. <laughs> um, no, seriously, a, a huge thanks for our Patreon supporters. Those of you who have been with us for a long time. We, we And those of you who are new, we appreciate all of you. You also get to hear... Bonus episodes. The raw, uncut... Gosh, it's, uh, there's no uncut. It's, it's raw. It's It's... It's an unedited podcast. It's not that we edit this thing, but I'm saying like, it is. There's no like. There's no like additional footage of these podcasts. No, but there is because you pretty much hear the whole thing. There is a lot of stuff we lot talk of stuff about on there we talk because about. we know that uh, we get down our families are cheap and would never hear it. Totally. Uh, you also get and the we whole... also know that we can say that and they still won't pay us money. <laughs> You can also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month. And you can, it doesn't have to be your real name. You can read whatever you want. You want to say happy birthday to Henry? Frank, go for it. <laughs> so thank you to the following folks SJV, Stephanie Thompson, Stephen Azar, Susan Fisher, Susanna Ludwig, Tanya Davidova, Tanya Kircheman, The Holterman Clan, The Campbells, Tyne Ludwig. Tracy Jury. Tracy Johnson. Valerie Green. Victoria D. Sandy Barry. Alexandra Fay. Allie. Who is Charlie's mom? Allison St. Louis. Amanda Lanceter. Amanda Schramm. Andrea. Anna Appleton Clayton. Anonymous. Ashley Miller. Uh, Ashley Wager. Brian Gusky. Uh, Carolyn. Cassie Joe. Casey Joe. Uh, sure. Catherine Field. Chadwin. Christina. Claire Dealey. Dana Larrick. Danny Cav. Danielle Nuchafaro. Nuchafaro. Dean Wilson. Deanna McLean. Elena Katkin. Elise Dayton. Eliza. Elizabeth. Elliot Anaya. Gita Drury. Gita Drury. Greer Watson. Greta. Holly Purpura. Jackie Spagnuolo. Jane Ennis. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jennifer Wang. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Kelly Hendrickson. Kalila. Karen Perelman. Kareen Labrie. Uh, Kathleen Gilchrist. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Joyner. Katie McKenzie. Carrie L. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lynn 
Nugent. M. Upcher. Madeline Deathlifts. Maggie Scow. Uh, Manamana. Marifast. Underscore one. Uh, Maria Bishop. Mary M. And Mary Messick. Those are our names for this month. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. We are now uh, approaching week eight of Henry's life. What, what, what? We're almost, a, we're, 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 you know, we're four weeks away, honey, from finishing the first quarter of the first year of his life. Wow. When you put it that He'll way. He'll be one fiscal quarter old. <laughs> All right. Okay. Actually, you know, we're five weeks away. A quarter is 13 weeks. Uh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Dory, you're the smart one. Good thing I'm around. Truly. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you around the around the podcast machines. Bye. Bye.